Hey everyone, welcome to episode 115 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. We're bringing you this episode on a lovely Monday. I'm your host, Sterling Hammer, and here's my co-host, Lee Paddock. As always, we want to give you a little spoiler alert, even though this, oh, even though this movie is over 20 years old. Uh, uh, millennial pains. Uh, but yes, still going to give you a spoiler alert. And yes, we know it's been a while. We just, you know, we we had for legit had some technical difficulty last week. We were we were twenty five minutes into a podcast episode. This episode, and the mm-hmm. mic decides to go. I'm no longer. I'm a mic. I'm just a hunk of plastic. Uh, so we bought some new mics. Um, I think these mics are a lot better. Uh, they sound a lot better. At least they did when we were testing them. So we hope you enjoy them. They have cool lights on them. Yeah, if we ever started doing some clips or filming or something, they actually look kind of cool. Uh, but let's just jump into this episode and bring you the content that you love. Uh, this week we watched my movie. Um, after watching Lee's last movie, Interstellar, which was very science forward, uh, I wanted to hit him back with a little bit of my own science. And science more my kind of lane, geography. Um, or geology, my bad. <laughs> geology (laughs) earth science easy peasy in in middle school um environmental science easy peasy in high school uh so i picked the movie volcano uh it's about a volcano in la but let me read a little tiny summary there's not really much to it uh Something unspeakably chilling is ultimately starting to heat up the city of Los Angeles. Beneath the famed La Brea Tar Pits, a raging volcano has formed, raining a storm of deadly firebombs and an endless tide of white-hot lava upon the stunned city. It's the final Jones down. <laughs> yes, this is a Tommy Lee Jones movie, so you already know it's great. Um, this is a childhood movie. I didn't see this movie in theaters, but I watched this movie hella times on uh, FX. This was yeah. an FX movie, if you ever watched an FX movie. And this was like an FX movie. Remember when FX would have the like the two hosts? And it'd be kind of yeah. like a DVD commentary thing bit. that they would do yeah, along with the movie and they would that. do it for movies like this they're like we're bringing you the action packed film volcano uh, yeah. and it'd be a dude and a hot chick and the dude would be like just like that he's like whoa did you see Tommy Lee Jones right there and they would come back and they would do like commentary on the movie and you know they did they don't give a fuck about this movie no. <laughs> the girl just like I, I couldn't believe it I was just like oh my god I was on the edge of my seat and then the guy just makes some horribly 2002 sexist joke and because the movie came out in 98 but this was definitely like on FX in like 2003 or 4 oh yeah for sure, yeah. Like, uh, they would do the core Armageddon. That's where I watched the all was, the disaster movies. The core movies. was one that they reran a lot. I've watched all the all my disaster movies. I watched on uh, FX. That's basically was the home of the disaster movie to me, because they would get like the. They'd also get like the day after tomorrow. I remember that. Yeah. At, yes. At, like FX back in the day before it had original programming would just show movies. And the movies would basically be like the like the B rated like action and like 
so blockbusters good. because they'd still be blockbusters, but they'd be the blockbusters that didn't really do much. They were never like they didn't get they yeah. would do or they would just do kind of like middle of the road movies because I, I remember watching Shallow Howl on there and watching like a DVD mm-hmm. commentary of it. Planet of the Apes, the 2000 version. Yep. Um, that yeah. was definitely on that. They showed like all of 20th Century Fox's uh, like mediocre movies. Yeah. Yeah. And that was back then when they were just pumping them out. Um, 20th Century Fox. Before it was. Existed. Yeah. That was Disney. Um, mm-hmm. For how long though? Might be Appleson. Um, <laughs> see. Hope not. But. Uh, yeah, so this was just a. This is like a child. This is. I watched this movie when I was in middle school. Mom at work. I'm at my grandma's house on the weekend watching this movie on a little TV and just going like, mm, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I love Tommy Lee Jones too. That he was. He was a star of the 90s for you youngins. And I mean, if, if you're. Depending on how old you are, you might know him from like Men in Black. Um. He's still acting today. Yeah, yeah. But it's just he was he was huge in the 90s. Yeah, it was definitely and the his, like his early peak. 2000s. Cuz he did he was just doing movies like this. He did one of my favorite movies that Lee absolutely hates. The the Man of the House. Yeah, Man of the House. <laughs> it's not one of my favorite movies, but it, it's it's in my top others. I mean, it's a good movie. Sure. It's very cute. And Tommy Lee Jones is this badass Texas Ranger. <laughs> it's good. Lee hates it. Good Lee. Mm-hmm. We can't handle class. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's all class. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, so this movie, it starts off. Uh, well. <laughs> can't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a second since I watched this movie again. Uh, and you know, we live in California, hint, hint. Uh, so it's just like my brain ain't like working, place. man. My brain ain't working, man. Um, wait, how did this movie fucking start? How did it start? That's I can't a remember. Good question. I can't remember for the life of me. I can't remember if it started with Tommy Lee Jones. No, it started, I think, maybe like an earthquake or something, didn't it? <laughs> ah, damn. Man, that's sad. Uh, well, you know, there's actually, because, you know, we live in the year 2023. I can go to this, go to the Wikipedia. Yes, an earthquake happens first. and uh, But not the, like, a, it's like a small one. So the movie starts off with an earthquake and we've cut to Tommy Lee Jones' character uh, calling in a babysitter for his daughter because Tommy Lee Jones' character was like the he led up the like the disaster relief team like of the, for the government in Mississippi for the the river whenever it would like surge over and stuff and mm-hmm. flood. So he was a disaster relief guy. So now he was he did he now he's doing that for basically. Um, uh, the lo- city of Los Angeles, but you know we're not always getting hit with like natural disasters. So like you know he's coordinating a lot of just probably like, like aid like and then like they would be like like, like for like massive heat waves and things that strike us. Not a volcano. Um, Nobody was prepared for anything like that. <laughs> but Tommy Lee Jones was. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like a superhero in this movie. 
Yeah, and his daughter's all pissed off. She's typical, like, 90s, like, teenager. Just like, I don't need a babysitter, dad. I, f- I feel like her character was supposed to be younger. Because the way that she plays it. Well, she's supposed to be 13. The actress is way older than that. Yeah, but that's just in every movie in the 90s. <laughs> and early 2000s. They they didn't do age-appropriate people. It was just weird. She wasn't that, like, it's not like she was 27. It no, was more like she was 15 or 16 playing a 13-year-old. But still, I mean, it's it's kind of weird, like, how, like... Kid as she was? Yes. Yeah, that's a good way of... Yeah, I, I, get, I get you there. I get you there. Because like, there's, like, really, like... But there are super immature, like, kitty, like, 13-year-olds. And, like, they all just, like, become teenagers immediately. But the fact that she's, like, a 16 or... Maybe 15 and a half year old doing it. It's, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's very childish. There was really, or there were uh, moments where it was just like, especially childish. And I was like, I think. Well, even a 15 year old might react like that in a situation where it's a disaster and the fucking volcano is burning people alive all around you. I don't know. It's just a little weird. (laughs) All right, nitpick king. No, I get you. I get you. I can. I can see it. I can see it. Um, but he goes in and like you have uh, Chan. Um, Anne Heche? No, Don Cheadle. Yes, Don Cheadle's character, who's like uh, kind of act is like his second in command for this disaster relief thing, and he's always making jokes like, "You need to let me do it," like like. They start taking over because he's supposed Tommy Jones character is supposed to be like the guy running it and not like running, running it, but like doing like all the background stuff, like leading it while letting them all handle the actual right front line stuff. But he's one of those. He's that classic character of like, I'm not ready. I got to be out there in the field. Yeah. I, gotta, I don't play by the rules. I can't just sit behind a desk. Um, So then he goes down to where like this, uh, and then because of the earthquake, some, like, uh, water main got shut off, so they sent a water team down uh, underground. And while they're underground, uh, they think a steam pipe burst and just cooked, like, eight of these water, like, sanitary guys alive. Yeah. But then Tommy Lee Jones' character's like, they got burn marks all over them. You know Steve can't do that. Steve doesn't do that. And then, so he's like, get me a scientist. Like, it's always funny in these movies how much power and resources. It seems like they always have unlimited, the government. Like, he's just like, get me a scientist. Oh, and then, like, it, it was such a 90s thing to just be like, get me the scientist, the leading scientist that you can get. And they just get some random geology person. <laughs> like this. Yeah, and of course, it's like some pretty beautiful woman. Just go like. She rest in peace. Yeah, sadly, R.I.P., R.I.P. But her character did watch her friend just get burned alive and then kind of was like, oh, okay. oh yeah, that, uh, whole, that whole scene. We'll get to that in a second. Um, poor woman. So, like, Tommy Lee Jones' character, like, goes down uh, against, like, uh, orders from the rest of the, the other departments who are, like, actually in charge of the water mains and stuff and the police who say don't go down there uh, to like see what the real cause is. And while down there, they find like a fissure in the ground and he sees like sulfur, or, like just like pouring up top through it. And he's like, Oh shit. 
and then like and then like yeah. another like little earthquake hits and they have to run and it just bl- like basically just explodes like huge bloom of fire like it just fills what happens it lo- what looks like happening is like the crack opened up and it's filling this tunnel with sulfur and then once it fills it with enough sulfur something sparks and just woof and just it keeps explodes. like lighting it all on fire that's how the volcano goes off yes um, because this is like right next to the La Brea uh, tar pits, yeah, like it's we like said. Boiling the uh, the tar pits. Yeah, yeah, turning them into like more liquidity. Uh, but no one's really noticing at first because it's just kind of getting. It's just only getting slightly warmer. It's setting up. The it's a couple tension. degrees warmer, um, and then. Uh, so then he comes up and he's like, we got to evacuate the whole park and shut it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so they end up evacuating the park of all the homeless people, man, to nowadays would be like nearly impossible. That place has become like an entire, like little yeah, homeless encampment. village city, like a little tin city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, an character comes and tells them like, well, it could be a volcano. And he's like a volcano in Los Angeles. And like it's he the typical like, yeah. He's, there's no way he's gonna believe her. And she's like, "Well, I didn't say it was for sure that. Just you asked me what it could be." And just, scientists always in these movies have to go to the most extreme, but then they're right. Um, because we wouldn't have a movie if they weren't. <laughs> yep. Um. So then, uh, so she asked to go down and investigate the hole herself with her like uh, partner. And he's just like, there's no way we're letting civilians down there. Um, like, it, unless you can come up with, like, some concrete reason why you need to go down there. Because she just comes at him with, like, the the water's, like, two degrees warmer than usual. And he's like, well, it's a hot day. And like all this, so he's just like, you're going to have to come out with better like that. Uh, so then he goes back and he's dealing with the aftermath of, like, having, the like, the park shut down. And NH character goes to her partner, like, we're coming back tonight. You know that typical yeah. like I'm a renegade scientist. Like everyone always like Lisa. We're like, do some extra investigating. Yeah, we we don't follow the rules. I'm the top geologist in the country. <laughs> I have a hunch there's more to this. I'm paid forty eight thousand dollars a year. <laughs> I'm the highest paid geologist in the world. <laughs> like, I don't see geologists probably doing Main like much. Main character energy, huh? <laughs> um. So then her and her partner go down there and they're, they're investigating the hole and stuff. And they're like, Oh shit, it's real hot. And like, they're like, this is kind of seem like kind of volcano and all this stuff. And then there's like a, during this whole time, there's like, it keeps flashing to the Tommy Lee Jones character and other characters. And there's like a little countdown. And then right when it hits like five fifteen, it's just this massive earthquake hits Los Angeles. And right when they're in the tunnel, and it causes the crack to open up and her partner like falls in. And she's like, ah! and like, she's like, she's like, like dangling there. And Anne Hage's character is doing the fucking movie thing where they can't get up and just get to the thing. They're like, ah, she's just on the ground trying to crawl and make it seem like, cause she's like fucking like 10 feet. She's just got up even with it shaking and just like, like ran over there. Like, but like she like oh trying to reach and like she grabs her hand but she's like I can't pull you up and the lady's screaming my feet are burning <laughs> it's and hot and then like her. yeah the, the hand slips and like another tremor hits and then it, like it kind of like expl- no it explodes and it blows Anna's character back 
and like she just sees her friend's like hand without the cover on it just ah! it's actually really horrific like they she's boy like she's being boiled and burned alive and she screams and falls down and just into nothingness and Anna's character is like ah! like starts running and like she gets up top and she's just doing the thing where she's just like shedding herself of all her equipment. Ah! And like just cry like my friend. I'm gonna care about it for fine. about five minutes. Ah! Next scene she's fine. <laughs> yeah. Next scene she's just like no that she's like, Oh, I can't tell anybody. They'll get charged <laughs> with manslaughter. <laughs> like it's like you made her go down there. Like whoop. Yeah, just, that never happens. And then of course it was kind of funny. Like she takes off her like fire equipment and like someone steals it. Like it's just like yeah, oh my goodness. Not a very effective scientist. Um. So then like and then Tommy Lee Jones character is like 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 dealing like with protecting his daughter and because of the earthquake he's like come on we gotta go to the center and she's like I don't want to leave the house and he's like we're gonna go to the safest part of the city. Uh, the safest place in the city, which is like their like disaster like headquarters, like coordinating headquarters, but because of the earthquake, all the tra- like everything starts like traffic jams they immediately start forming as people start like trying to people start looting and people start like trying to flee the city just from the earthquake, um, because the power goes out, and then then they start noticing like is that snow? And like and and then and then during that whole time, like uh, and hey, oh yeah, and Anne Hage's character looks over when she after she, like once she's crying enough, she looks over at the water, the little lake, and it's boiling, like this whole lake is boiling. She's like, oh shit! And then you show the tar pits, and they're boiling, and like the fake mammoths and shit they have in there, like start sinking down into them. Um, which would be so sad. We lose the La Te- the the La Brea tar pits. Those are cool. You ever been to them? No, actually, I haven't. Oh, they're pretty. I would go- like to go. They're pretty dope. They're pretty dope. I highly suggest anyone who hasn't gone. It's a little side been there rant. For millions of years. Yeah, and we built a tourist attraction on them, but um, at least we protected them, and they didn't get like just bulldozed over. Um, like all the other tar pits. <laughs> I don't know if you actually could, because it's always constant. Hmm, I don't know. Um, it's an oil deposit, isn't it? I don't know. That's what tar is, isn't it? I don't think so. I have no. I'm too stupid. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, leave down in the comments. Is tar oil? Well, I know there's like it's a component. Never mind. Why are we even talking? <laughs> yes. Um. And then, uh, so then, like when Ash, like Tommy Lee Jones' character, is trying to drive, get to work, and he's calling in and show, telling them all about like, well, this boulevard shut down and all this traffic over. And he's trying to like coordinate it on his cell phone. And then all of a sudden, just a giant fireball. Boom. Just explodes. Um, oh, sorry. I cut over one part. Tommy Lee Jones character also wanted to shut the subway down. that goes through the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when Lee's favorite character actor favorite actor his name in the is movie john carroll lynch yeah you know him from bubble boy fargo uh, yeah he's in, he's he plays that guy over and over and over in every he's movie he's a does. character actor man he's 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 really great yes i, like him I do too he always adds a good little flavor to a movie 
Um, and he's like the head of like the transit of LA. So he's like, there's what do you want me to tell 38,000, uh, uh, no, like 38, like 12, 13,000 people. They can't get to work or find a different place to work a different way to work. He's like, unless you come out with me more than just like, Oh, got kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. I guess eight people being burned alive is enough, but they'll end I up regretting that because could have done that. Yeah. When the yes. earthquake happens, of course there's a train going right next to it. And like next to the, the tar pits right under the lake. And, uh, when the earthquake hits, it like causes like, uh, the train to derail a little bit and like a little landslide to like stop them. Uh, and, and the power goes out too. So they just can't run anymore. Um, and they get trapped and at first they're like, Oh, we'll just be trapped. And then like, they'll come and get us. But then it starts getting real hot. Um, because they're like real, like they're literally right next to like the magma as so like it's going by. Um, I wonder if that lake would say like it probably just like evaporated. It would probably just like evaporate like in a second once the magma started coming out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Anne Hayes' character is trying to like run around, reach like reach Tommy Lee Jones or reach anybody. Uh, there's fireball. This volcano starts shooting out fucking massive like volcano rock, which it actually would do. They do shoot out like basically like magma bombs. They start like just like chunks of rock that just explode. Right. Yeah, it's a thing that periodically happens. Yeah, and like so that's happening. Tommy Jones' character is like, "Oh shit!" And his daughter's like, "Ah!" At least favorite character, ah! <laughs> the daughter. Oh, I didn't hate her. <laughs> it sounds like no. It was it was a little weird that she was, you know. She was an older actress, obviously playing a younger character. Baby, you're making it seem like she's 30. And just like the way she played it, she played it like she was an even younger child. I don't know. It's how it came off to me. It was very, very weird. They referenced that she was having problems and that she's very shy and like okay. young. This mo- And then she grows up in the movie. Like, you know, she gets like responsibility. Yeah, she has a little bit of an arc. That's fine. I'm just saying, and it's not even like a strike against the movie. It's just a little weird thing that kind of bothered me, but, like, whatever. Who cares? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm raising my hand. But I didn't hate it. We'll we'll talk We'll get to it because he's a rude person. Um... So then they, they know, like, Anne Hayes' character sees him and, like, they're trying to coordinate. And the the lava is just coming and it's just burning. Luckily enough, it's just burning through, like, they're trying, like, museums and retail stores right now. So, like, they're trying to evacuate the museums and, like, a fire truck gets hit by a fireball and it gets turned over and a firefighter gets trapped at the bottom, um, which he won't have a very fun time soon. Um, and then there's a guy on a cell phone just talking to somebody and just explaining everything. That's a recorder, a reporter. Yeah, I do too. But I wish they would have like. But it's so weird because it really just feels like he's just kind of talking to a random person and not like 
Yeah, he, he never goes like, Jerry, you won't believe this. You got to get this on the 9 o'clock news or yeah, like 6 a.m. news. Like, like, cut to the person that he's talking to or anything. It just seems like he's a crazy person. Yeah, they should have cut to like a, a, a like the news and being like, right now we have on the phone with us our reporter Tom Jebs, who's on the scene. And, he's just, and then just be like staticky cell phone, like, oh my God, a fire truck just got hit with a bomb. Oh, it's out of Oh, there's a fire. Oh, he's batting a lot. And like, the funny thing is, he's oh, like, he's explaining everything and not helping anybody. <laughs> like, he's sitting in his car, he, just describing everything. And he's screaming, seen. like, because like the lava is coming and like they're trying to get like the firefighter, like the firefighters finally notice that one of them's trapped. So they go to like, try to get the firefighter like one of them goes but then like it's it's taking too long and the lava's coming and the guy's screaming about oh the humanity and the whole time he doesn't even like help he doesn't fucking do anything because uh, because Tommy Lee jo- and then like because Tommy Lee Jones was about to help the firefighter but then he noticed his daughter was about to die from yeah, the the lava so he first. saved his daughter first and then like he looks over and sees like the, the, the fireman die yeah, like horribly. just like, floating in lava, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it is pretty horrible. You just hear them like, ah, ah, and you see it like pour over the one. Yeah, it would have been terrible to be the one that like gets it like just you're laying there and it just pours over you. It must be the. It would probably suck to be the one who went in to help the other. I know. I'd be like trying to crawl the fuck out. I'm like, sorry, dude. Yeah, people get wiped out in this movie. They do. And uh, so Lee's favorite character, then like they find out that one of the the trains is missing. So the Lee's favorite character leads a his whole team down into the tunnels. Like we're gonna go get them because he takes he's feeling real responsible because he should have canceled the tr- yeah the trains. the trains. If he had canceled the trains, not that, that this this one little scenario wouldn't be happening. Um, it really wouldn't affect it overall anything, but it, it would have been cool to not have to do this. And then plus, you know, he, takes he does die for it. Um, he sacrifices himself. Yeah, his character, like, so they go down there, they find the train, and everyone's passed out because it's so fucking hot. So they start evacuating the people off, but then they notice that the lava is just slowly, not slowly, like kind of fastly coming towards them in the subway. So they're like, oh, shit. And then, like, they notice, once they got all the people off, they notice, like, oh, we don't have the conductor. He's like, I'm going back in. And they're like, no, don't, don't do it, don't. And he runs in. He finds the uh, the train conductor, who is, for my millennial friends, uh, if you've watched George Lopez, he's George Lopez's best friend, Manny, um, the sad guy who never gets love um, <laughs> and just becomes really fat in the show. Even though he doesn't become fat in real life, they just put him in a fat suit in the show, which is funny. Um. You're just terrible. You're on a show, and they're like, "We're gonna make you fatter." It's like, oh, <laughs> can I just get like a wife or something? No, you just fatten alone. <laughs> you want to like kill yourself? How sad you are. You want you like make jokes about killing yourself all the time. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh and then uh, so like he finds the conductor, and like he runs to then a train, and then they notice like the lava's gone too far out, so there's no way he's gonna be able to jump with the dude or be able to toss the dude to safety. So he realizes that the only thing he can do is to jump into the lava and use the few seconds he has as he stands there and burns alive to like throw the guy with all his strength. And like, it's, it's, it's pretty horrific. If you think if this is actually how he would have died, this would have been horrible. He just like sinks 
as his yeah, body just disintegrates. <laughs> but it's not like he's sinking into the lava. He's disintegrating. Right, right. Because it's not that deep. But he's not, like, screaming. Or yeah, he's just, like, it's stunned, staring at his coworker, like, oh, like, get, very, run! Very, he's just saying stuff like, run, get him out! And it's very movie death. And it cuts, and it's just, like, his head above it and his arm, and then it just disappears. And in real life, uh, I've seen, like, a thing, like, Mythbusters, like, what does happen? No. Like, if you, if you... If you jumped into lava pit, you'd sink into it like water, like kind of like water, and just burn. It'd be horrible. But if it was like that, he would have like jumped on it, like it would have just immediately started like burning and disintegrating his feet, and he would have probably like fallen back on. Ah! He would have like burned alive and like. Would have been a lot like, messier. Yeah, it would have been a way like yeah, more way more horrific. More um. So that's how what happens to the character. They save most of the people. He dies. Um. Meanwhile, Tommy Lee Jones' character realizes they got to start funneling this thing, or they at least have to slow it down while they're making a. They need to slow it down while they make to make a plan. So they move a bunch of buses, uh, in a line in front of the the uh, the lava that's coming. Shoot out the tires, tips them over, and use that as like a like a makeshift shield like wall for a little while while they like make up a plan. Uh, he makes a plan with our lead geologist, uh, Anne Haish. And the plan is to funnel it to the sea. Like he would like, and she's like, this isn't the Mississippi river. Uh, <laughs> you country bumpkin. But take it. Oh, he's being attacked by a star husky. A oh, she's not a mongrel. She's a husky. Everybody listen. <laughs> the little puppy ASMR for you there. Um, so they, so they like get us all the concrete blocks that you can, blockers that you can, and like they're like trying to hold the water, hold it off with water and concrete blocks. Meanwhile, the hood is just burning from like falling fire ash and fire bombs. So like one of the like some of the black people try to go to the where all the firefighters are at the like scene of the lava and be like, we need help. Like our 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 neighbor's on fire, and like oh, of yeah, course, like one racist cop, and the firefighters are just like they're not racist. They're just like we can't, we got it, we have to be here. We have no one to spare. We have to stop the lava, and like then there's this horribly racist cop who comes out of nowhere, and he's just like get out, and starts like like getting like all aggro on the cop, really harassing that that one dude. Yeah, the 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 black kid, the younger black guy, and like ends up like putting like trying to arrest the black kid. For, like, disobeying a cop or some shit. I don't know. Some bullshit, like, trumped up racist shit. And it, even his yeah. cop friend's like, really? You're going to... really gonna... And Especially in this scenario. So, like, he's like, yeah, I am. We're going to take him down. But, like, so he just puts him in, like, the back of a cop car for a while while they're doing all this. And, like, while it's raging on, like, he has to keep moving him around. And eventually one of the other cops is like, this is stupid. No. And he like he uncuffs him and he's like, Get out of here. This is like you don't need to be here. And like they're trying to like lift up a uh uh concrete a roadblock. A roadblock or something to like move it in place to uh, to finish off the wall this wall this little funnel wall they've built. Uh and they can't move it. And the black guy was clowning on him while he was handcuffed, because uh, it's a bunch of cops and firefighters. And then once the, 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 so the one cop gets fed up and that's why he goes and uncuffs him. And he's like, dude, just get out of here. And the other cop's like, what are you doing? He's like, not now. Okay, man. Like it's just, what are you going to take him down to the station? You're going to do it right now. You're going to book him. You're going to, the station's going to be 
like on fire. Yeah, and also like we're none of us are going to the station for days. Like we're out here for a while. <laughs> like even after we deal with this, like there's gonna be an aftermath. There's huge lava block. <laughs> like a huge part of our city just becomes fucked, and thousands of people lose their are gonna lose their jobs on Monday. Have lost their jobs at the lava. Like houses are burned. Like it's this is gonna be a disaster Nobody for a while. Lava insurance. Yeah, and the insurance companies are going to be like, well, no, doesn't count. <laughs> so the government's going to have to step in and start giving them loans. And it, this would be a crazy natural disaster. Because it uh, burns yeah. a huge path through the city towards the river, uh, the towards the ocean. disasters in human history, maybe. At least in U.S. history. Um, and then, so then, like, because the black guy is, like, actually a good guy. And not a punk piece of shit like the cop says he is. He comes over to help them lift the concrete block. And it's funny. They couldn't move it at all. But all they needed was one more person lifting one it up. One more person. And it just magically lifts up completely fine. And that cured all of the racism in Los Angeles. Yeah, that the cop's like, you're not so bad. And he orders like a fi- uh, like one of the firefighters to like send an engine to the to the black neighborhood. And he's like, you know, I'm so bad as stuff, cop. This <laughs> is just such a dumb scene. It's so it 90s, like, like we just had the riots. We got to have some good, like, we got to address it, but representation. we got to kind of address it by having the racist cop, but then we got to have it, like, nice little, like, not racism in the end. <laughs> um, but, in love, man. But Tommy Lee Jones' uh, plan ends up working. Uh, meanwhile, if you're wondering, like, what happened to his daughter, well, while he was, like, when the fireballs first started hitting and like he was going to help the firefighters, uh, there was a, a doctor who we've been watching, uh, throughout the movie as well. Uh, she's like the girlfriend or fiance oh, yeah, of this, the, like the Asian lady, right? Yeah. She's like the fiance of this rich, uh, uh, bi- uh building, uh, owner. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who's like built this huge, uh, tower right next to the pits and there's people protesting and saying like oh it's not safe all these things and it's going to be end up the thing they 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 blow up the the structure points that make the tower fall and that's what creates like the uh the last part of this like funnel part to stop the lava so it goes in a different direction um but interacting with her he leaves his daughter with her because she's going to like the hospital, which has now become like basically like a refugee point as well. Um, so like while she's, when they get there, she, she tasks the daughter with, uh, taking care of some of these, some little kids and she don't give a fuck about this little girl. She only really cares about this little boy the whole time. It's kind of funny. Like the little boy goes missing and she immediately abandons the little girl to go find him. Um, I guess you're thinking like, Oh, keep the little girl there while I go look for him. But it's just kind of funny how much he cares about the little boy and doesn't really give a fuck about the little girl. Uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> I remember that. The, that little girl just disappears. Yeah. She, once they start evacuating the hospital, because that's where they f- figure out the lava's going. And then it's a funny scene when they figure out, they realize the lava's going towards where they sent all the people. And like Tommy Lee Jones' character, like, that's where I sent all those people and my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they start evac- they evacuate that place and that's when they blow up the thing to stop it 
from getting that's why they blow up the tower to stop it from getting to the hospital and all the like the homes and funnel it down more a business district so that it would burn businesses instead and go towards the ocean because businesses can be uh, rebuilt like firefighter that was like a friend of tommy lee jones sacrifices himself but like the east the new yorker guy oh yeah 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 because he one firefighter gets trapped um or the explosives guy gets trapped in like one part of this place where they're supposed to blow it up and this one guy won't leave him yeah the new yorker and he's just like yeah we I'm good leaving. <laughs> yeah i would have that's dumb i would have run like you should run um but yeah, like he sacrificed himself and that other guy because he couldn't lift the thing off of him. Yeah, he couldn't uh, lift the, what was it, like a vent or something? It was a giant metal like concrete beam. Like there was no lifting it off of him. <laughs> like, he was done. I would have ran for it. I would have been like, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to die. Like it's, It was kind of a dumb death. Um, no, if I was the guy who was trapped, I would have been like, no, get the fuck out of here. Like I'm done. I'll blow it up. Like go, run. There's no reason for us but both to die. Had those moments it still would have been sacrificial with that guy being there. Yeah. Whatever. All these 90s disaster movies were kind of the same. <laughs> Basically. They all have their formula. Um, so then, yeah, the plan works. Uh, Anne Heche and Tommy Lee Jones, who, of course, have been flirting this whole movie. Uh, have a kiss in the end. He finds his daughter. And the movie ends exactly the way you think it. Oh, we didn't even mention Keith David. Who's like got top billing, but he doesn't come in until like halfway through. Who? Keith David, the, the cop. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It is kind of funny. He just comes out of nowhere. Like, yeah. And, like, but yeah, he has like, he's considered one of the stars of the movie but it seems like he should he had like an introduction scene like the doctor did earlier in the movie that they cut yeah i'm sure there's probably scenes we should have seen him like evacuating the park like leading the evacuation yeah seeing yeah him leading the the evacuation of the park or something there's a lot of characters in this movie already so yeah maybe they thought they just couldn't do it no one can tell what's happening anymore (laughs) The movie was like two hours long, so it's like they're probably yeah, like, they "Oh, get we to can't." The volcano action. And this was in the '90s, so like they weren't ready yet for like our three-hour-long movies we have nowadays. Mm-hmm. Ugh, wish we go back to this era. Um, and we might be our attention span so slow or a little. Uh, but yeah, so now I kind of want to get into some like facts of this and some people in it. Like we said, Tommy Lee Jones is in this, Anne Heche, uh Don Cheadle. Uh, he's basically just like the comic relief. Keith David. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, this movie was not very successful. It was pretty much, it was basically like a flop, but like yeah. a break-even flop because it cost $90 million, which was crazy for fucking 1998. It's actually pretty expensive. It's and it expensive. made $122.8 million. China did not like this movie. Well, I don't think we released, they were releasing movies in China yet. That's sad. That was only a recent thing. Otherwise, this movie probably would have made like $800 million. It could have been, yeah. Could have been very successful there. It's very basic, simple. 
nothing that's too offensive or even no there would be no way to offend like the Chinese government well yeah because it shows like a strong government because it's all about like the government like coming together to help the people this movie it's pretty funny um all right so let's get into a little trivia uh, at around 23 minutes, Rachel mentions an incident in Parkutin. She's referring to the 1,500-foot uh, volcano that emerged over a few months in 1942, uh, Michoacano, Mexico. That's cool. I remember reading about that story. Not <laughs> when it happened, but I mean, like, on a documentary or something. Uh, the ash was mostly ground-up newspaper. That probably wasn't good to, like, breathe in. <laughs> it was burned up. Better than it, better than like uh, Wizard of Oz asbestos, but oh god, how the snow was all asbestos. Was <laughs> all asbestos and drugging Judy Garland, making her smoke like eighteen cigarettes a day, so she'd stay Pumping skinny. Her full of amphetamines, so she wouldn't eat. Yeah, and they were and then probably they're constantly telling her that she was fat. And you're ugly, and the dwarves would like harass, sexually harass her. Some of the actors, other actors. There's no way she wasn't molest- not molested. Producers, yes. Yeah, Directors, is terrible. Oh, and the actor, the original actor that they got to play the Tin Man, almost died because they uh, painted him with like aluminum paint or something that was poisonous or toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he had to have it on so much. Yeah, he started getting like sick. He couldn't breathe. <laughs> at one point, and they had to take him to the hospital and start using and different while paint. While he's in the hospital recovering, they recast him. Oh, that's terrible! And then they quietly changed out the type of makeup they used, so it would be a little safer. Just a little bit safer, though. Just a little. Now bit. this has lead. <laughs> no, it still had like aluminum or something, but it was a paste. But that actor apparently also still had some problems. Of course. I mean, it's the 1950s. They didn't give a shit about 1930s. actors. 30s. Oh, yeah. They didn't get, they definitely didn't give a shit about actors then. Uh, this is something Lee would like because there was, this movie did have a lot of practical effects. Uh, the lava was primarily was. made of methylglues or whatever, the thickening agent used in fast food milkshakes. That's kind of weird. Oh, that's cool. Hey, at least they didn't just rely totally on CGI. But it was at that time where they were starting to like, Venture in. There is CGI. Definitely. I mean, because you had to have some. This is post-Jurassic Park. Yeah. All the movies, like, that came out in the 90s post-Jurassic Park were like, oh, we can do anything now. That's why you got movies like Twister. Yeah. uh, Independence Day. But that's cool. I love Twister. Yeah. Fuck you. It has a cow spinning around. Fuck. The CGI cow. It was awesome. And Bill passed <laughs> It's coming this way. <laughs> uh, and one of your favorite actors. Oh, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman as the comic relief in that movie, which is yep. so weird. He's just like the slub. I think his character's name is like Dusty or something. Just something hilarious. 
Uh, this was the second movie of 1997 based on a volcanic eruption. The first one, Dante's Peak, is considered to be a more accurate depiction of, a, of volcano volcanic eruptions that happen in nature. Dante's Peak was made on an accelerated shooting schedule in order to reach cinemas first and had a better box office performance as a result. This almost became a trend in the in the following years. Big studios often had competing blockbusters mm-hmm. about similar projects, e.g. in 1998, both Deep Impact 90, 1998 and Armageddon in 1998 dealt with the asteroids threatening to hit Earth. I'm surprised there was never a competitor for Twister. Because how many, like, could you really just make two movies about... Yes, if you can do two movies about uh, volcanoes and two movies about uh, asteroids, you could do two movies about Twisters. Twisters are cool. Well, I know the other one from the 90s, the two, like, kind of competing similar movies that came out in the 90s was, uh, or there was uh, A Bug's Life and Ants. I love both those movies. I'm not saying that they're bad movies, but there was also another case of like even though I, very that, similar movies. It was, but then it was a little different too in the fact that I feel like Ants was targeted towards a little more mature of an audience. Oh yeah, it definitely is skewed to more older kids. Because that bat, the war scene was actually pretty like messed up for bugs. The animation is a little less like cutesy yeah like, a little less cutesy the voice actors they got for it were a little less cute cutesy yeah, woody allen there's like betrayal and like the government military taking over and like ants are drowning and stuff like ants That's die and like, i remember it being kind of an intense movie uh the battle scene with the 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 termites is insane yeah with sylvester stallone he's in that Yes, yes, he's but the, he's not a soldier. Yeah, he was an ant soldier. Yeah, but he traded space spots with uh with Woody. The Woody that's how he got. Yeah, that's how Woody Allen's character got in there because he wanted to be able to win the queen. And he's never going to be able to do that as a worker. Right. He's all nebbish, Woody Allen. I'm an ant. Oh my God, everyone. Breaking news as of recording this podcast. Um, uh, Matthew Perry died. Wow. That's sad. That's very sad. No. That's pretty crazy, ain't it? I just, my friend just texted me and I just had to say that. That's pretty just messed up. That sucks. I love Matthew Perry. I'm a huge Friends fan. I actually, um, like oh, the movies Matthew Perry's in, even though he might not remember some of them because of drugs, sadly. Uh, I haven't shown you that Matthew Perry that movie yet. Movie, yeah. Did I show it to you? No, you haven't. Oh, yeah. There's a Matthew Perry movie that I will be showing Lee eventually. It's him and um, Salma, Salma, Salma Hayek. Yeah, Salma Hayek. Uh, damn. I might show it sooner now in just uh, his honor. Uh, it's a... I think a really good romance movie. Uh, Lee might even like it because Matthew Perry is so kind of like dry. Um, but he's a dry humor that I actually like because it's so a little goofy. Yeah, wow. That's, that's really sad. Damn, damn, damn. Well, back to this podcast. <laughs> uh, this is actually pretty cool. This would have been an awesome thing to watch. They built an elaborate miniaturized portion of the Doom City and then had it, which was destroyed by the lava. So they actually had that like 
lava they made going over a miniature of the city. That would have been That's so awesome. cool to watch. I love miniature shit. Especially yeah. as a kid, I always thought it'd be so That's awesome. The charm of like, a lot of these older movies. The reason you couldn't do this, you'd have to do it like in a like the cities wouldn't be able to be so elaborate if you wanted to do this, but it'd be so cool if someone did a business where they built little cities that you could pay to go and like and destroy it and stuff. That'd be so, like punching a skyscraper and like it, oh God, like that'd be, that's, that's always been a dream. I love games where you play a giant thing. Like I love this mech game you play and you can destroy cities. There's the, obviously those uh, monster move uh, games, uh, the either the more basic version where it's just like a side scroller, oh, and then there's like the more advanced versions or the more not advanced but the newer versions where you can actually just go around destroying the city as a giant monster. Oh, that shit is always just so fun to me for some reason. Um, yeah. And I like you know watching like Godzilla movies and mm -hmm, stuff, mm -hmm, all mm -hmm. the miniature sets that they destroy in those movies. Yeah, always badass. Except for the American ones. They do CGI, sadly. But it's still cool looking. They go for the more realistic it's approach. It's fine. We love Shin Godzilla. Actually, I'm not that crazy about that one. Although I am kind of excited for this new one that's coming out. The next one looks spooky as fuck. It's called Godzilla Minus One. Yeah, it's like a horror Godzilla. Well, I mean, Godzilla has always been kind of a horror thing. He's a giant monster. No, he's our hero. I like Ooh. I like America's Godzilla where he's like Earth's protector. It's dumb. With King Kong. Mm, whatever. It's its own thing. The Japanese are doing their own thing. I gave him the stink eye, everybody, don't worry. Um, here's some uh goofs. You might like some of these. Some good old goofs. Uh the the tree roots in the yeah. sewer, even though we watched them get like burned out twice. They're still alive. You Wait, see what? the you'll see the roots uh, later on in the movie, even though they've been burned out twice. So the roots never disappear. But if fire went through that tunnel, it would have burned all the roots away. Oh right! But yeah. they're just dangling there constantly. That's dumb. Dumb. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> um, when the fire trucks are en route to contain the lava at uh, Wilshire Avenue, Engine Twenty Three is hit by a lava meteor. When the crews get to the concrete barrier to play into place at around one hour and 10 minutes, that same engine 23 pulls up to the barriers. That's just like one of those small things. They're like, Oh, we forgot. We blew up the <laughs> number 23 win, but like we didn't really, and we, we just got to use it. We don't have enough fire trucks. <laughs> uh, Rourke turns the traffic around on Wilshire, but cars are still driving towards the volcano later on in the movie. So, but that could be just like he turned it around and then like got distracted by other things and people were just like, well, fuck that guy. And just like kept going. Like that's more likely what a Californian or an American would do. They just like the first few would turn around like, oh, well, someone's telling me. But then once like one guy goes, nah, fuck you. And just goes, then everyone just goes like, well, he did it. And then yeah, like, yeah. Just follow that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, he did it. That's the American mentality. You can do it. I could do it. Um, at around hour one, uh, at around one hour thirty five minutes, man, whoever made these like fucking notes on this movie must have been like a diehard fan because they're putting like time codes and shit. <laughs> uh, at around one hour and thirty five minutes, at the end of the film, when the lava reaches the water, the waves are crashing and cooling the lava, and in the overhead shot, the lava flows into a completely still channel. Well, okay, 
That's just like nitpick ones. Uh, the quake started at this. This bothered me. This was a con- continuity error that bothered me. The dog, because the dog just disappears and then all of a sudden comes back. Uh, the qu- and I'm like, did they just leave the fucking dog? But I guess it's explained. Uh, the quake started at 5:14 a.m. At 5:17, we see Rorick headed east in the car on Wilshire Boulevard. The family dog is not Max is not with them. It is revealed at the end of the movie that Rorick left the dog with Emmett to take to keep John Cheadle's uh, to keep him safe. Don Cheadle to keep him safe. But there's no way Rorick could have dropped the, the off the dog at the office in that short amount of time. He was in the doorway with Kelly when the quake started. The times between the events happening and the volcano happening at the those points are confused. What I think, but then I read this a little earlier. So like yes. But then also what it could have meant is he had the guy stop off at his house and pick up the dog and take it to the office. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was more of the thing. And like, this is taking as more like, well, no, it looks like they're saying he dropped it off. No, I think it's more like he told Don Cheeto, hey, go pick up my dog. It's at the house. I'm your boss. Do what I say. But also it did bother me. Like, they didn't take the dog. Just left the dog in this fucking. Yeah, that's how it seemed in the movie. It's like I get it. Like the whole thing is he just cares about his daughter, but it's like fuck you, get the dog. The daughter cares about the dog too. Yeah, I love. Who doesn't love pups? Um, now it's my favorite time and Lee's most hated time. Uh, quotes. Yeah. <laughs> Lee hates quotes because he always says I do too many, and I always say I don't do enough. But sometimes we get some zingers. Sure. But in this movie, I don't know if that's gonna I happen. Don't remember that any like? There's some like wild geez. lines of dialogue. I gave that woman my child. She gave me this card. He talks just like that. <laughs> yeah. It's a very Tommy Lee Jones performance. Mike, you have a call on your private line. Oh, that'll be my little girl wanting a tattoo. It's like he's southern, but he's not like south southern. He's like northern southern. Well, didn't they say he was from Mississippi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's more northern southern? It, it, it is, but it just doesn't feel like the deep. It's not the deep south. Mm. Well, I guess it kind of parts. I don't know. Fucking Jesus Christ. Call me out. Mississippi. Lee. Lee called me out on this. Uh, this was funny. Text on screen. C-I-G-S, Volcano Databank, text on screen, name, Mount oh, Wilshire, yeah, the... text on screen, location, Los Angeles, California, text on screen, status, that's active! The... <laughs> that's the, the very end. Yeah, the like now there's an active volcano. It's like really the movie ends with like, well, what? It's like, I almost feel like it's kind of like sequel bait. Like maybe they're sort of saying like, oh, if this... Movie successful, we can make more because now there's an active volcano in Los Angeles. It could go off again. And we can do the same movie again. But nobody bigger. Saw, but nobody saw this one, so. Dante's Peak beat it. Um, Probably not by much. Please, please, you can't just leave me here. Kelly, you can cannot be here, and I have to. Why? Because it's my responsibility. Well, so am I. Please, I promise I won't get in the way. And he, like, emotionally shuts the door, and he's, get out of here. But he has a stoic old man face. 
He's got his Tommy Lee Jones face. Yeah, that rough just uh. his stone face. <laughs> this is when he's taking care when uh, the daughter's taking care of the little boy. Paper beats rock, but scissors beats paper. I'm not paper, I'm lava. What beats lava? My, My dad. dad. I hope. Oh. <laughs> like just like Oh, it's funny. That's all that stuff with the little kid was pretty dumb. You know, the little kids is the classic, like, I'm just cute. I'm a precocious little I'm angel, aren't I? A cute. Ain't I just precious? I'm a cutie. I'm a cutie. I'm a cutie. All right, we got it. <laughs> we didn't like that right there. Um, but yeah, this was uh, my uh, response to Lee Science. You guys leave in the comments, which was more. Like I'm some kind of scientific leave, leave down in the comments which movie was uh, more scientifically correct uh, and sounded smarter. My movie, Volcano, or Lee's movie, Interstellar. Uh, and yes, then it's all up to you, folks. Leave down in the comments, and if uh, oh, enough people say it in the disgusting pig. <laughs> if Lee's, uh, if enough people say my movie is smarter, Lee has to uh, admit Interstellar was a good movie. Um, <laughs> I couldn't think oh, of anything. Gee, what a horrible, horrible thing to have. Sorry, to do. I couldn't think of anything. A movie that I showed you and said that I liked already. <laughs> Now I remember you rated it like a two. It was like what? Why'd you show it to me? You're like I thought you'd hate it. We could just hate like hate watching. I'm together. like, but this isn't bad movie intermission plug. <laughs> we got ten more episodes until everyone's favorite mid season series bad movie intermission, and it's my turn this this time. So look forward to that. Um, but yes, this movie, man, this is just a nostalgia movie. I like, I like. In all honesty, it was because Lee showed me like a sciencey movie, so I just like kind of was thinking like, oh, I wonder if I watched any science. And then it just, I was like, fucking volcano. I'm like, no one's ever seen volcano. Like, I'm the only person in the world who's watched volcano. Like, no one died. Like, fucking and like Lee had. Well, I was uh, trying. Uh, Lee had watched most of the other Tommy Lee Jones movies. I would want to show him. Um, you said you've never seen The Fugitive. No, I haven't. I think I've seen The Fugitive too. I've seen the second one. The one with Wesley Snipes. Is that the one with Wesley Snipes? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that one. I've only I like that movie. I've only seen bits and pieces of that one. I've never actually watched Well, then we need you to show me the first one, and then I can show you the second one. I don't care. I know that, but... I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Yeah. I remember that. My... Other favorite line from that movie is, "I want to, I want you to search every uh, smokehouse, outhouse, porn house." <laughs> yeah, what movie? What year was that movie? Ninety three. And then what? He was won the Oscar for that movie. And then U.S. Marshals. When was that? Say maybe like ninety five, ninety six. Did he win the Oscar for that one? No, <laughs> it was definitely not a success. Oh. Well, I don't think a lot of people even knew it was a sequel to The Fugitive. Yeah, because it wasn't like The Fugitive 2 or anything, so it just seemed like a new movie. Yeah, just like a movie with him playing a similar character, but no, it's his char- it is that character from The Fugitive, which was the breakout character. Which is funny. Um, it's 
Fugitive is a really good movie, though. I really like it. U.S. Marshals is a pretty good movie, from what I remember. (laughs) Maybe watching, I'm like, oh, wait, no, I didn't like it. (laughs) No, I do remember liking it. (coughs) It's another movie I watched on, I think that was like a USA Today movie. That feels more of a USA Today feel. USA a lot. Yeah. Fucking, we're really dating ourselves. I don't know if USA Today is even fucking still a channel. USA. USA Today is a... Oh yeah, magazine. magazine. I don't know if USA is even well, still a channel. USA Today is no USA Today. Is it is, but, but barely. Magazine sales are down. No, it... I think USA still exists. It's just like who watches cable these days. Sad, true. Unless you have like, unless you're a cable channel that is like big enough, old person, like big enough of a fan base to make your own like subscription service, like Peacock or one of those dumb farts. Um. But yeah, this was just like a full like this. I had fun watching this movie. This was a fun movie um, because I knew Lee was gonna torture me a little bit. Back when we originally had this all like planned to watch, like I thought I was about to get tortured with a full month of Halloween. But Lee is still good. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. We know we're late, but Lee is still gonna give us plenty of scary times. I know Lee's gonna make up for the lost October. Um, I'm not looking forward to it. But I am a little bit because then I can knock off some horror movies from the list that I don't ever have to watch again. That's how I kind of look at these this era, this time of the year. I'm like, yes, Lee's going to torture me with scary things. But not all scary. to me, they are, except for The Exorcist, which was a giant joke. But um, the other. <laughs> OK, well, that's the, that's the podcast, baby. <laughs> Really? You don't agree with everything I say? It's not the worst movie ever. Um, and it isn't, but it we do watch the worst movie ever. We're looking for, we do, that's our miniseries, looking for the worst movie ever, yeah, basically. It's been like, so far. There's some contenders. Yeah, well, once we get up to a couple, we'll, we'll do a little ranking of those eventually one day. Um, but back to this. Um so yes, I just want to say yes. Don't worry, we're gonna get some spook. November is still plenty of time to do some spook. It's not too Christmassy yet, even though everywhere you go, it's already Christmas. It's insanity. Uh, I went to Costco; they had a thousand dollar Christmas tree. You could buy a shed, like a really nice, pretty, decent sized shed, for thirteen hundred dollars. So three hundred dollars more, you could have a shed, or you could have a fucking fake Christmas tree. Just go buy a real Christmas tree for one hundred fifty bucks. And then you could have a real Christmas tree in your house. You fucks. I hate fake Christmas trees. Real Christmas trees, but there's nowhere to buy them anymore. It's depressing. Um, but whatever. Side rant over. Uh, so I want to give this, I'm going to give this, oh no, we got, I got to get to Lee. My bad. It's been so long since I forgot. Because it's everyone's favorite time. How could I forget? Oh yeah, you almost, how could you skip? We have questions. Questions? Questions. For me? Questions for Lee. I hate you. You're disgusting. Lee loves questions for Lee. Um, so, okay, Lee. You said you have seen Dante speak, right? Oh, no, you've yeah, only seen Bates and Pigs. I was going to say, how does it compare, do you think? Um, well, in that, like, the, the line of uh, these disaster movies, where are you putting Volcano? Uh, Does it beat Space Dementia? (laughs) 
Honestly, I feel like it is kind of a better movie than Armageddon and Independence Day. What about like the, the core? Two big ones. Oh, this is a thousand times better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like a great movie or anything, but like in terms of these big dumb disaster movies, it's not really like it's not the stupidest out of all of them. Would you say this is now your favorite Tommy Lee Jones role? No. Is that still The Fugitive? Honestly, I can't really I can't really tell you what my favorite Tommy Lee Jones performance is. He's an actor who I really like, but mine would probably be Men in Black. Yeah. But then if I'm being joking to you, it's Man of the House. But no, it's Men in Black and Men in Black Two. Um, I don't know, maybe uh, like no. Men in Black Three is just a sad old man, but he's barely in it. Remember? He yeah, he's just a sad old man. Goes back in time, and then it's the younger, it's Josh Brolin. Yeah, and that was so cool when it was like announced at first. It looked kind of like, oh, this could be interesting. I don't know. That movie sucked. Yeah. And then the four, the new like revamp was all actually absolutely turds. I don't know. I I, I maybe like No Country for Old Men. That's one. That's a really good role mm. that he's in. It's a good performance. I'm trying to think, he's good in uh, the one good C- Steven Seagal movie, Under Siege. <laughs> he plays the the bad guy in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the only Steven Seagal movie that like made money. It's a thing like like launched his career mm-hmm. into bad moviedom, and now he's just like a fat guy in Russia. Yes, that pretend fights people. <laughs> Yeah, pretends to fight people and makes really, really bad movies. Um, yeah. Okay, Lee. Well, Lee, what was your uh, favorite scene in this movie? It was probably the uh, the scene with John Carroll Lynch in the uh, the train the, with his sacrificing himself. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a really like kind of interesting scene where like we kind of saw him. Earlier in the movie, he was a, he was kind of a dick. Yeah, like someone who was just like kind of burnt out from his job. And they were like they were taking bets on something. They were being like really like it was really cynical. Yeah, there was like a really cynical scene with him. But then yeah, he like kind of has this hero moment. Um, and it's cool to just have you know John Carroll Lynch have a prominent role in something. You know, he's usually just like the character actor man. This is was this is probably him trying to like break out a little bit and just. Sure. But yeah, he still had a very and still does have a very successful career. Yeah, he's, he's he still pops up in things here and there. Well, he's great in Zodiac. Then can I ask you what was your least favorite scene? Scene that maybe you thought was the stupidest. It wasn't anything that, like, really... Like, no old man me. Lee came out? No, there's... No. There's, I don't, yeah, I don't remember you, like, raging at anything. There's nothing... Yeah, I never... Yeah, there's nothing really to get mad at. I guess, like, it was... We kind of talked about it, but yeah, it was really stupid when that one dude 
that random guy who was just kind of like describing everything that was happening. You did even while, while we were watching comment on that. You I was really, like, what is like going that? on with this guy? Like, is he a reporter? Like, he was very thrown off by his character, and so was I. So was I. I can agree with you on that one. Um, okay. What would be your like biggest? Not. I'm just. I am compliment. Yes, kind of like compliment thing. Uh, I like the practical effects. That's what I thought it would be. You know, this was made in the the golden age of well, not yeah, the end of the golden age of like special effects movies. I'd say. Yes, but I think it's come back. We've had a resurgence in the last few years. A lot we of movies are doing practical effects we do again. Get some movies here and there with practical. Way effects more than we. I, I think more every year because people one studios are trying to stand out. Uh, with the like Barbie was like a lot, like a lot of practical effects and stuff, and real practical like set real design. sets, and yeah. that was cool, like the cars and everything, and oh yeah, yeah, and of course Oppenheimer, Nolan pride, yeah, Nolan prides himself. He literally blew anything. up like a billion tons of dynamite to do it, mm-hmm. to make it look like a real nuke, which is crazy. Yeah, uh, so, but yeah, like this was, uh, you know. Like, the heyday, like, before CGI. Yes, this is when they were, like, they didn't know if it was going to go either, like, down the route of, like, the practical effects or CGI. But then CGI was so much cheaper. But then CGI eventually, that's one reason why I think we've seen a little bit of resurgence of uh, uh, practical effects, because CGI is no longer cheaper. Because CGI is so good, and you have to pay so many people to do it, because it's such a complicated thing. And now you, because the studios are greedy, they actually have to pay these people like decent wages. So like, it's just, it's become like, oh, you can spend that money on building sets or CJ. Like it's not as much of like a money choice anymore. Now it's just like a preference of the studio. I feel because it can't be that much cheaper to just do the practical effect than it is to pay like 10,000 people to make it look like, because it's so hard and complicated to make it look real. CGI wise. They don't, honestly, it's, like it's hard to make. Yeah, we're still not so there artificial. yet. Like we've getting like with movies like Avatar, which show off like the peak CGI can do at the current moment. But you can still tell. It's like, still yeah it's yeah. Not it's not perfect. There. That's why it's exciting when those movies come out because then you see all the new advancements. Like how close? Eventually, it is probably going to get to a point where it's like indistinguishable. Well, that'd be creepy. We'll, we'll, we'll probably still be able to tell it a little bit with like our un like that that weird like. Uh, thing that most humans have that we can just tell when something the is un- inhuman. The uncanny valley. Yeah, we can just tell when something is inhuman fully. Like a robot or, or hologram. A CGI human being. All the AI shit. You're just like, they have like four spoons, like four the fingers. Eyes. Like yeah, those the eyes. movies with... Uh, eyes and the hands. Those movies that uh, Robert Zemeckis was making, like the Polar Express and Beowulf. I liked Polar Express, but yeah. That weird, like, realistically... But, yeah, like, all the characters... Had dead eyes. They had completely dead eyes, and they looked creepy as fuck. That's, like, the criticism for, like, a game nowadays. If it's, uh... Do the the eyes have any life, or is it just, like, these weird, like, dead, like... Animated... Animated eyes. Corpses. Yeah, it is a creepy feeling when you see that stuff. All right, uh, what was your biggest criticism of this film? Well, I mean... I guess. Hmm. 
I mean, I guess this is, like, it's a movie, like, it's just kind of a typical disaster movie. There's nothing, like, I don't know. There's nothing, honestly, particularly memorable about it. And I'm not doing that thing where it's like, oh, <laughs> I forgot your movie. <laughs> no, it's like, this is just, it's, it's generic. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not, that doesn't mean, like, it's awful. It's just, like, it's not going to leave much of an impression on me. Not really going to think. I Honestly, it's been a couple weeks since we've watched it. I haven't really thought about it that much. That's just because, I mean, that could also be because I've been marathoning two very long movie franchises these last couple weeks. Dork. Yeah. The Friday the 13th movies and the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Boo. Help me. Um, <laughs> so much murder you've watched. A lot. Death. A lot of elaborate, and just not so elaborate, kills. Need to scrub that brain of yours. Oh, it's Halloween. I gotta watch all this stuff. That's weird, but all right. I, but I guess I watch Christmas movies during Christmas, though. But yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's just it's a generic 90s disaster movie. This movie is pretty much like a dime a dozen. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I was making a face at him. Uh, I uh, should have mentioned that uh, this movie is actually directed by uh, the guy who directed uh, The Bodyguard. Yes. That's kind of funny. it has that sort of like workman charm to it where it's like this is a guy who's clearly a a hired hand yes um, who uh you know he was able to put a a movie together efficiently got it out in time it's not terrible yeah again like it's generic but whatever <laughs> what can you do is it, the guy's name i think was like mick jones i don't believe he's uh I believe he's no longer with us. God. I could be wrong. We're getting so old, like, so many people are dead. From our era of, like, nostalgia. Just dropping like flies. Matthew Perry. Mike Jones. Mick. Mick Jones. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. This movie doesn't end with an awesome head explosion like that movie did. Like The Bodyguard. Yeah, that was that's a good movie. I love the bugger. Go check out that episode. We've I've shown Lee that. Uh Whitney Houston. R.I.P. also. And Kevin Costner. Not R.I.P. Yet. Um He's old. Yeah, I know. Oh no, Jesus Christ, so are we. Well Lee, um uh, then I'm gonna ask you. You know what time it is, baby. What is your rating? Um, I'm not going to waste too much time trying to get to it. I'll just say it's five. Yeah, from your tone, that seems about right. It's, yeah, it's average. It's the definition of an average movie. All right. Well, for me, yeah, I'm not going to get, I, 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 I'm, this is definitely not a 10, 9. I'm going to give this movie a good seven. Um, it, it, it's, it's getting that from me because of nostalgia. Uh, I do like this movie, but I can see its faults and like it, it's aged. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I was fun. I'm glad to finally have shown Lee this movie. Uh, it's been one of those on the kind of back burner in my I've brain a little bit. Seen, uh, trailers and commercials for this movie. And I was, I was yeah, like, I was surprised yeah. you hadn't seen it. I just never got around to it. I always remember like seeing commercials and trailers for it on like uh, different like VHSs. It's funny you've yeah. seen like all the other disaster movies, but this one. But luckily enough for me, so I could show it to you. Um, well, before we uh, wrap up here, we got to get over to Lee. Lee. What is going to be the first spooky movie of the fall season? Well, I mean, I might not completely, uh, like, stick to horror movies since it is, like, November. But I do. I've had I've had one that I've been uh, thinking about for a while. you got to show me the killer uh, turkey. That Thanksgiving movie where it's, like, the killer turkey. I think it's called Thanksgiving or something. Yeah, you got You I've haven't seen, seen that? It. That's no. surprising. Maybe that could be a BMI movie. We gotta look, yeah. But you'll end up liking it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I thought I would like a lot of the Friday the 13th movies, and a lot of them are garbage. Well, yeah, this might be like one of those bad movies that are good for you. But yeah, whatever. What, but what the we movie that we're picking, that I'm picking uh, for our next episode... Uh, would have been a really great movie to watch for Halloween. Uh, but uh, we'll just have to suffice for the week after Halloween, I guess. Uh, it's going to be Creep Show from 1982, uh, written by one Stephen King. So this, this is going to be an interesting episode. Cause, uh, I have a lot to say about the work of Stephen King, not just with this movie, but his work in general. It might be our first two-hour-long episode, ladies and gentlemen. Our first episode that's just as long as the movie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, all right. Well, crap. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, this movie is not scary. I don't even think... You've never even heard of this movie, have you? Probably not. Okay. Well, then but, you're in for a surprise. But we'll see. I might get... You'll see how spooked I get. You know, easily I get spooked I get. Um, even bad ones still scare me. Not Except bad. for The Exorcist. The Exorcist was just hilarious, like I said. That was a comedy. You joke. You, you tricked me. Okay. <laughs> I would have been the one guy in the 70s watching The Exorcist and have been like... Fucking call her mom a bitch. <laughs> she just said suck my cock. <laughs> said, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Oh, and let me suck your cock and just. Whoa, she's 11, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Lee loves exercise. He hates that I've. Whenever I poop on it. Uh. It's like you hate when I poop on your favorite movies. Favorite movie? Exorcist is not your favorite movie. Come on. I didn't say it was my favorite movie. It's one of them. More than Jaws. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking with you now. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Please, as always, please leave a rating, a review, and share this podcast. It's the easiest way for you to help us out. Uh, go follow us on Instagram at It's Not the Worst Movie Ever Pod. 
Uh, we post content there, usually highlights about the movie that we've talked about that week. Uh, you can also find our personal Instagrams linked in the bio there and a link to all our, ep- our past episodes. If you're just finding this one, you want to go see our other stuff or if you want to go re-listen to another episode, an older episode, go. Uh, you can find all the episodes linked there. And, you know, just because you can't fit all the links everywhere, uh, you can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Amazon Podcast, uh, Podbean. That's the that's our host, but you can also listen to podcasts there. Um, and probably some other various little ones. You know, as a podcast, you get put on things you don't even realize. Um, but yeah, those are the big ones. Those are the main ones, anyway. Spotify. I think I said that. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so please do all that. Please leave in the comments any movies that you think we may like, um, may want us to watch and like discuss. Uh, also, let us know down in the comments, did you like this movie? Did you hate this movie? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Um, what do you think of this movie? What's your rating of this movie? I'd love to find out the ratings of some of, the, uh, some of these movies we watched from other people. Uh, but we hope you look forward to next week's episode. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And we hope you have a fantastic week. Bon appetit.